Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feelin' Feline, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in our 20s in the 20s. For this episode, I'm going to be covering two things, and that is positivity in our 20s, as well as keeping great friend circles in our 20s. So let's get started. Hey guys, and happy Feelin' Feline Friday. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this week is something a little bit more positive, especially because, one, the inauguration was today, and I think it's awesome that it was just a bunch of positive vibes, and I feel like there's a lot of great things coming for the next few years, and honestly, there were moments where I was on the verge of tearing up. I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but When people were kind of recounting how it's been the past few years, it's really sad. And the U.S. especially, we reached 400,000 deaths. That's so sad. And people were gone too early, too soon. And it's sad to think about, but hopefully in these next few years, things will start looking up again. But yeah, I think it was just a good thing to watch in the middle of my busy day and just feel a little bit of positivity, which I think is going to be a very important topic in terms of just life in general, but also in our 20s. A very important decade and something that requires a lot of positivity and looking at things on the brighter side rather than dwelling on the negative or the downsides of things. But politics aside, I have some very awesome news. We finally copped the PS5 and it took forever and literally just nonchalantly sitting. Marcos was on his phone and he was able to just immediately go to Target, add it to his cart and then buy it right away. So I think it's just a matter of patience and waiting for the right time and you'll eventually get it. And like, I don't know what is going on with my voice today, but it is hella sore. I don't know what's going on. I definitely did a lot more talking today at work, so maybe that's why. I feel like I don't talk that much anymore, especially because we're not really socializing and going to big group things, but I feel like the more I use my voice, the more sore it gets. So random, but anyways, on other news besides that, I just finished Schitt's Creek and it is such a great show. I was literally sobbing every other episode. I highly recommend it. But now that I finished it, I need more Netflix shows. So if you guys have any recommendations, feel free to let me know. But there's just so much around it that's outside of just the general comedy of the show. It feels so welcoming. It feels like a typical family show, but with also some weird quirks from the characters. And I don't know, I just felt super personal to the show and just had a personal connection with the storyline, the characters, and their development. And it honestly indirectly taught me a lot of things about family, friends, your circle, keeping a positive vibe at all times. And it got me thinking a lot just about life. And I feel like not many shows really do that these days. They don't have a direct effect on how you perceive your life and how you believe you've been acting and how you've been treating your friends and your family. And I think it's super important, especially in our 20s. I was talking about it in the previous episode with Sal and Dylan about briefly having a tight-knit friend circle and how you should, by now, definitely know who is worth it to keep in your circle and who's not worth it to have a type of friendship with. And he's right. I feel like by now we should at least be aware of what we're looking for in a friendship circle and what we're looking for in relationships and friendships, but 
At the same time, I feel like there's not really a set time where you have to look at everyone around you and basically be like, yep, these are the people I want in my life forever. I think a lot of it comes down to you just realizing that there's really no time to have petty drama or unnecessary issues all the time. And I think that was the true message of our conversation last episode. It's the realization that there are certain things that you don't need to waste your energy on, and that is negative friendships and negative thoughts and just keeping anxiety at the forefront of your actions and always dwelling on the negative things. So when it comes down to it, I feel like friend circles are basically who you want to be. If you want to surround yourself with people who don't really want anything in life and don't really have the motivation to get more in life and just would rather sit down and let the days pass, it's going to be hard for you yourself to be motivated to do something new or do something out of your comfort zone or even just accomplish something greater than what you've already accomplished in life. And honestly, I feel like me personally, I reach so, so much ahead and it's just a quality that I got from my dad and it's not something negative, but I feel like I'm always looking for something more than what I have and it can be a blessing and a curse. So when I say that you should pick a friend group that is more motivated and not really sitting around and doing nothing, it's not the same thing as people who are, let's say, in school working on their masters but still spending their weekends playing video games it's not the same thing it's not the same concept right it's more of ambition and what people want in their lives it's important that everyone around you kind of matches what you want in life because that's what's important and if people around you have the same or at least similar goals to you, it helps you to center your focus and also have the support that you need to reach that particular goal. And especially in our 20s, it's so experimental. Sometimes you don't even know what the hell you're doing with your life, right? Sometimes you're making a decision and just hoping it works. I mean, I do that all the time. I didn't know that moving out was the right decision. I didn't know that changing jobs was the right decision, but sometimes you just have to go for it. But the importance of having a good friend group is having the support to get through whatever is necessary for you to reach your goals. And if that friend group is, you know, based on jealousy, based on talking crap about each other, and just who makes more money and who has the biggest house and who has the most, I don't know, purses in their closet. But materialistic things are just to me not important. And me personally, I just don't see that as an importance. And listen, every friend group is different. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to be materialistic. I mean, you live your life. I'm totally happy with that. But I cannot physically surround myself with people who make that a priority because I know that it's not the materialistic things in life that are important and help you live a better and happier life. It's the ambition to do better, the ambition to reach your goals and have goals in general. Even if it's something so small, I love that. That attracts me as a person. If someone has even the slightest goal of the next few years or they're focused on something rather than just letting the days pass. It is so great to me and it motivates me as well to do better. It doesn't even have to be anybody in my friend circle. It's usually someone who I barely talk to. If they have talked to me about 
anything, it'll motivate me to kickstart something else in my life that's important to me. And the biggest example of that is stocks. And believe it or not, my father got me into stocks. For ever since I graduated high school, he's been nagging at me like, dude, get your stocks together. Start saving up the money. You should not leave it in a savings account because it's not going to grow at all. There's no point. And I was like, yeah, okay, dad, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. And finally, I just did it. And it takes someone in your life who's supportive and also just continuously digs that idea in your head that I feel like sometimes that's what it takes. It's not just a one-time, oh, do this, because you need to see it in action. And the fact that I saw my dad getting through the stocks and basically saving up for retirement and just having a great experience with handling stocks and just learning so much I love that and I really just got so interested in it and even now to this day, I'm super interested in stocks. I don't know everything. I'm not a guru about stocks. Don't get me wrong. I really truly don't know anything but it's a process and nothing motivates me more or just really sets me and gets me going than somebody in my life, whoever it is, that is just motivated and driven and ready for anything that comes their way and just ready to reach their goals. But on the other side of that, obviously you don't have to be driven all day, every day. And there's something cool that I read and I feel like it's something funny to share, but also something cool to think about with your own friend group. And it's basically this article that's like seven types of people that should be in your friend circle. And I think it's so relatable and especially important for someone in our 20s. And I'm going to mix it up. I'm not exactly going to word what's in the article, but there's going to be some things that I also truly believe should be existent in your friend circle. And if it isn't, well, there's some things to consider and hope that there's more positivity in your life. First one is having a friend who's 100% committed to your relationship. Now, those kind of friends are super important because those are the ones that can understand no matter how busy your life gets. If you haven't talked to someone in two months or six months or even a year, well, God forbid you don't ignore someone for a year, but hypothetically speaking, those are the best kind of friends because you can connect with them after so long and it'll feel like there was no time that lapsed between your last conversation. And I love that. I have a few friends that are like that and we just mutually respect the fact that we have busy lives and we're not going to talk to each other 24-7. The second type of friends that you should definitely have in your friend circle are the ones who are not afraid to be honest with you. And I feel like At first, when I was growing up, there wasn't that many people that were 100% honest with me. And I think a lot of it was that they were afraid to get too personal with me. And I feel like it was just due to previous friendships and different friend groups that I was involved in that it was hard for somebody to really open my eyes to the truth and really see that, hey, this situation is not good for you. However, that brought me to the best people in my life right now who are literally never afraid to get real with me and just drop the shit. And I love that because I could be struggling and I could be going through some things and I'll think a certain way like, you know, oh, this person's not right for me. This friend isn't right for me. But people will definitely make it known. And I feel like a part of it is having a friend circle that you're comfortable talking about these worries with. 
And that's also what it comes down to. You should have a friend circle where you're comfortable being completely open with just all your thoughts and everything that's bothering you and all your ambitions without judgment. And I feel like it's hard to find those, but we should definitely be developing into these types of relationships now, especially because our minds are kind of maturing, you know? There's going to be people that obviously aren't as mature, but that's when you have to kind of realize that this person's path and this person's goals are not exactly up to level with you yet. Doesn't mean yours is better than theirs, but it's just not compatible right now. And that's okay. It's totally normal to think that about someone. And also, that's another thing. I feel like everyone in our age group thinks that we are stuck with the friend group that we have. And that is also not the case. Sometimes... It's necessary to go and socialize, especially in our 20s. It's a very social decade of our lives. And especially if we don't have kids yet, or even if you do have kids, there's a time to socialize. We have a lot of time to, especially in social media, especially just in clubs or things that we're passionate about. There's a lot of things to reach out to people and connect with and really get involved with other people. A good example is just me podcasting. I have met quite a few people who are in a Facebook group for podcasting. And don't get me wrong, I'm literally never on Facebook anymore. But for sole purposes, like just connecting with people and advertising my podcast, I do go to that group and really reach out and connect to people. And another example is all of the dog moms out there, I feel like I've gotten really close with some people that I have known before, but obviously we weren't that close. I feel like we've gotten closer because of the fact that we both have dogs and that's something so cool too. And even parents, obviously you have kids and that's something to go and join about too. And kind of going back to Shit's Creek, I thought that was cool too, because obviously it's a show that kind of has a little focus on the LGBTQ community. And I remember that during the documentary revolving around the show, it actually was cool because there was a group of moms that had queer children, gay children, or even just anybody in the spectrum of LGBTQ. And they reached out to the producers of Schitt's Creek, basically thanking them because without the show, they wouldn't be able to communicate with their children on just general LGBTQ topics and feelings and sensitivities. And it really brought them to tears. Like that show brought people together. And I think that's awesome because Everyone's different. Everyone has their own passions, of course, but you can easily connect with people who are passionate about the same things. Okay, kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but anyways, another type of friend that you should definitely have in your friend group is the adventurous, spontaneous, and random friend, and I love these friends. I'm pretty sure I am definitely one of these spontaneous and random friends in my friend group. I feel like sometimes I'm always the one who is down for adventures and just random shit. And these are the friends that will push you beyond your comfort zone. And I love that because how the hell do you know you like something if you've never tried it? How do you know you're afraid of heights if you've never gone bungee jumping? That's a super wild and extreme example because I am afraid of heights. And that's just because I'm scared of heights. I have no idea why. But just an example. And another example is how do you know you don't like traveling if you've actually never left your house? That's another thing too. You need people in your life who kind of are different from you, but also have 
ambition in their lives. So it's like when I was saying earlier that you want to have a friend group that kind of has the same goals as you, it's not everybody around you wants to be an engineer like you. It's people who are just driven and have some type of end goal or some type of emotional success, financial success, or they're just looking forward to something. Those are the friend groups that really will help you to grow as a person. But yeah, back to the adventurous ones. I definitely had a lot of great and adventurous experiences when I was in college, and I literally never regret any single time that I have gone beyond my comfort zone, beyond my limit, and I absolutely love it. I feel like I can't be in the same schedule and the same kind of stagnant day by day working nine to five, sleep, wake up, eat, repeat, and eat sometimes in between. But it feels like that these days. Sometimes it does. And when I do feel that way, I always reach out to my spontaneous friends like, listen, I feel like I'm stuck and I definitely want to do something different. But obviously with COVID, it's a little different. I mean, if we had that feeling to be spontaneous and random, we'd go to AC, we'd go to Philly, we'd go to the beach when it's in the summertime. In the wintertime, I'd go to MJ's or even snowboarding, although I didn't go snowboarding in a very long time. It's definitely been that long, but there's still so much to do, especially during COVID, and that's things like painting or even going to Topgolf, for example. I literally have not gone to Topgolf since May, no wait, December of 2019, something like that. But it's been like a year and a half since I've been there. And that's crazy because I remember with my friend group and just every friend group, honestly, that I've had, we went to Top Golf at least every week. And when I wasn't 21, they would go to AC after or they would go to a bar after. Obviously, I couldn't. But when I turned 21, I was joining them and doing the same thing. So Top Golf was definitely something super important to me and my past memories. But even something like that, even just doing something that is a little different from your normal schedule, that is very empowering, especially with the right people. But when I say that, sometimes there's just people who don't make an adventurous experience a good one. And when I say that, I don't mean to pick and choose, but I kind of do, right? Some friends just aren't comfortable with going out of their comfort zone or doing things that they don't want to do and are not experimental. But hey, that's okay because friends are your friends for different reasons. And I feel like sometimes people get offended when you don't want to do something with them, but in fact, they wouldn't like it. So it's just about being real with everybody and then being real back. Even though they would get mad for missing out, just be straight up and be like, listen, you probably wouldn't like it. It's not your thing. And that's the only reason why I asked so-and-so. And I feel like just that honesty is something so important in a friend circle too. So me, I have many different friend groups and I feel like sometimes people look at that as a bad thing. I sometimes get kind of not self-conscious, but a little awkward because sometimes I'm put in a lot of situations where I'm meeting other people's friends and I'm probably in a room full of people that I only know maybe two out of the whole room. And a lot of that is just because I move around. Even my coworker friend groups from my previous job, even just different friend groups I've met at different times and we do a lot of different things together. So that being said, I feel like I should say it is not having a small 
friend group that's high quality versus having a large friend group. I personally don't believe in the importance of the number of friends you have, but it is the quality of each friendship that should be kind of your main focus. For example, I have plenty of friend groups. It's hard to explain, but I have friends that were from Olive Garden. Shout out to my Olive Garden listeners. And I've had friends that I've known since childhood, since I was five. And I have family friends and I have my boyfriend's friend group. And then I have my personal friend group. And then I have my coworkers from my previous jobs. So it's just a lot of different personalities that sometimes you know just don't mesh together. And that's totally okay because, like I said, your friend group should be basically different aspects of yourself, right? So I think that it's okay to have a lot of different friend groups. I sometimes feel pressured in the fact that some people just have smaller friend groups and sometimes aren't welcoming about it, which is fine, whatever. If you don't want to have new people in your friend group, I respect it. But I feel like sometimes when someone who is kind of on the outside trying to meet new people, they kind of shut them out. And that's definitely not a good quality in a friend circle as well, because you want to be open to different people. And just because you don't like them, doesn't mean you have to make them feel unwelcome. It's I've seen it a few times, just enough to say that friend groups should still be open to meeting new people, even though at this age, we should kind of be more aware of what's going on in terms of our friendships. Now, another friend that you should have in your friend group is the travel buddy. And I am 100% the travel buddy. If you literally cannot find anybody to go somewhere with, I will be that friend to go with you. And yes, COVID is kind of restricting that. But if you even just want to go to Top Golf, for example, if you even want to go visit a small town and just go see the stores, I am down to go. I love going to new places. And I feel like having that type of friend in a friend group is so important because, again, just like the friend who's spontaneous and random, you need these things. You need to go and travel and see someplace new because sometimes where you're staying or where you're at, it's a constant cycle. And life honestly shouldn't be a cycle over and over and over again. It gets tiring. It gets training. And for just the well-being of your spiritual health, of your mental health, it's good to take a break from your normal routine and go and travel somewhere new. And that's where the travel buddies come in. I love being a travel buddy. I definitely have to say I am the travel buddy. And honestly, it's crazy to say, but I love traveling with my family. They are 100% my friend group. And I'll put that in quotes because yes, your family can be your friends too. They're my friend group who I love to travel with. So that's just another aspect of your friend group that in your 20s, you should have. Because listen, in our 20s, it's a perfect time to go and see new places I don't mean travel to Europe, obviously, during COVID, but even just going to a new town or seeing somewhere new or eating in a new place, that is so cool to me. And I would love to be surrounded with people who love to do that more often. And definitely life gets busy, but I feel like me being the travel buddy, I like to reach out and be like, hey, let's go to so-and-so. And obviously the sushi place that I keep telling everyone about, even that. And another type of friend that you should definitely have that I feel like sometimes it's hard to identify is the friend who helps you be the best version of yourself. And I feel like I've definitely gotten stronger because of my friends who do help me be the best version of myself because I did go through a really hard time, like I said, 
in college and kind of at the end of high school, there was a lot of things going on with myself, my looks, how I felt about myself, my image and my weight, just everything. And I feel like having the friend circle that makes you understand that you are a great person and you are incredible and have a lot of things to look forward to, those are the good friends as well because positivity is so important and I'm definitely going to talk about that more once I finish this whole tangent on friendships. And honestly, I think the last kind of trait of friends in your friend group should be just the ones that honestly always bring positive vibes and don't really make the environment toxic for you. I had a lot of friends that definitely were difficult to deal with, but for the wrong reasons. And for that reason, I knew it was necessary to kind of remove that from my environment just because it was bad for my mental health and just for my overall happiness. And that's, again, okay. It is important to put yourself first, especially in friend groups and how you want yourself to be portrayed by the people around you. So it's important to kind of be aware of when someone is being toxic in your life. And I feel like one thing I can say about friend circles is that it's a hard truth to really hear and understand, but you guys aren't going to be stuck in the same place forever. And it's sad to think, but that's just how life is. People will move everywhere. People will start new lives elsewhere. And it's sad to say, but it's important to know in those times, you'll see that there are people who won't make the effort to continue to keep in touch with you. And at the same time, Even me, I was scared to move because I didn't know who the hell I was going to talk to when I moved. Luckily, I had Marcos, but that was one of my fears too. What if I left and literally all my friends just stopped talking to me? That was honestly a major fear. And I feel like sometimes people get afraid of going somewhere new, trying new places, moving to a whole new place and having a whole new experience because of the fact that you will lose in touch with some people in your life. But You should definitely not let that stop you from trying new things, from having new friend groups, from trying new jobs. Anything that hinders your success and your dreams, it's something to realize that, not to be cliche again, we only have one life, but you definitely don't want to pass down on a great opportunity or experience just for the sake of having to be near your friends. And I know that sounds kind of mean, but not really. It's just something important. In our 20s, we're starting careers, right? Limiting yourself to one spot because you don't want to be away from everyone you love is kind of limiting on yourself. There could be something so amazing in a completely new location, a completely new opportunity somewhere else that even though you're far away, the true friends will stay connected. That's something important to remember too. I was worried about that for a really long time because I grew up in this town for almost 20 years and I've grown up with the same people in my life, having the same lifestyle, the same events, the same people I hung out with in the weekends. So it was just completely uprooting that when I moved. And again, that's like a risk you have to take and kind of hope that it works out. But it also requires a lot of effort for yourself to go and make that move and go talk to people and not be afraid to really meet new people and have new friendships. That's why in our 20s, I feel like it's a good time to really go and travel and kind of 
see the world and meet new people because when you get settled, you really can't do that anymore. And I know people like the idea of being settled in one place, but there's going to be a time for that. And before you know it, you have to be stuck in a place because you have so much invested in it, especially with your kids and what your kids want to do and just the busyness of everyday life. So I think that in your 20s, it's something cool to go and travel. And I know people who have taken internships outside of New Jersey or even outside the country. I think that is so cool. I did not have the balls for that when I was in college, but that is something so amazing. Even one of my family friends, she went to Africa to do an internship, I believe, and it was really cool to just see pictures and just watching her meet new people and just have great life-changing experiences. And that's why especially when moving to a new place or moving out of, let's say, your family's home, it's important to kind of stay positive about things. And I think staying positive is something super important in just everything in our lives, especially in our 20s, when things are going to be randomly changing until we're at the moment where we are finally settled and comfortable with what we have right now. So when we're on the topic of positivity, Everybody who knows me knows that I am a painfully positive person, someone who just always sees the positive out of everything. And I know that can get annoying sometimes because sometimes my friends will be ranting and I'm like, well, hey, on the bright side, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, Feline, can you just let me sulk and let me be annoyed about something without making me feel bad about it? But I think it's a blessing and a curse to be this positive. And again, looking on the bright side, being positive is just better than being drowned by your negative thoughts. And negative thoughts always stop you from doing what you want to do. And I let that negativity for quite a long time stop me from basically everything I wanted to do. There were opportunities that I really couldn't reach out and take because I was always dwelling on the negative. And this type of trait has honestly stayed with me since I was in high school, in college. There were so many times where, just one example, there was an opportunity for me to do acoustic nights, for example. And because I had negative thoughts and I was like, okay, well, I don't want people judging me. I'm probably a sucky singer. I'm going to be nervous and sweating and shaking. So what's the point? Why would I even do that? But Now looking back at it, I really wish I did it because I don't really have the time for those type of nights anymore and I really truly wish that I took more advantage of using my music and kind of just singing and performing in front of people because I really missed that from high school. But yeah, it's just something small that I regret and I just would like to say to everybody listening to not lose in touch with their hobbies and things that make them happy and even just going to a local venue if possible because of COVID or just recording something and putting it on your Instagram. You don't have to be a famous pop star to go and do that. If you want to do that, that's amazing. Go and do it. Sometimes I feel like people are nervous about getting judged of who's going to be reading their posts online or who is going to be listening to their music. And it hinders them from actually posting it. And something that I've kind of started getting used to is the screw it mentality. It doesn't matter who's watching, what they say, and if they comment anything. 
if you feel like it's something you want to share to the public and really just share your love for anything, it could be cooking, music, for me, it's my singing videos. I don't really do them that much anymore, but I do take the chance when there's a song I hear and I want to record it and I just want to play. Why not? I just do it and send it out. And staying positive during these times is definitely difficult, but with just the turnaround of everything going on and a feeling of positivity and hope for a better future going around, I would hope that the mentality now is kind of getting a little bit better in terms of just feeling like you can have a life again outside of what COVID was. And it definitely isn't going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen soon. We're going to be at least a little bit back to the old normal that we were used to especially when all the vaccines are distributed and everybody is vaccinated. But it should be getting a little better to look on the bright side. And something that I've kind of just gotten used to is looking at the bright side. And I think it just rooted from going through COVID and not having anything to do and completely changing my lifestyle for me to realize that there's a benefit of any direction that life throws me. And I feel like you should take that direction with almost everything that happens in life. And I'm not talking about, you know, when you first break up with somebody or you stop being friends with somebody, you suddenly have to be positive. You know, you got to let yourself ride through the negative emotions and the sadness, but don't get stuck there. Because I know a lot of older people that unfortunately have let previous arguments and family feuds and issues in the past basically stay in their mind forever and they're just constantly in this limbo of depression, anger, and just always in a bad mood because you haven't let go of all the negative things. And negativity is just as bad as anxiety. It will definitely cloud your judgment, cloud your mind, make you feel like you're not worthy, and make you less inclined to be doing things to help yourself reach your goals. So obviously the first step in that is realizing that you're thinking the negative thoughts. And I know, again, like I said in the self-awareness episode, it's hard sometimes to realize that you're thinking negatively. But if you make more of an effort to realize when it's happening, you can make the active choice to stop thinking negatively and twist it in a way that benefits you in a positive manner. So even that kind of applies to friendships in general and just how you view your friend group and everyone around you. It's very easy to continue to be mad about something, especially if you were the one that was hurt in that event or situation. But honestly, I feel like holding on to things and just keeping negative thoughts in your head about other people based on just a random event that happened in your friendship or relationship It weighs you down in the long run and I feel like it's easier to dwell upon it for a little bit and make the action on fixing it rather than keeping it in your head and always remembering, you know, hey, she's my friend and all, but we already had this argument about this and she was mad at me about this. And even something that happened over miscommunication, I feel like those types of arguments are the worst because one person thinks one thing and the other person thinks another thing. And the issue could have been solved way long ago if the person who was 
over worrying, just reach it out to the other person and try to address a situation. And again, I feel like it does build on just building the skill of communication and just being able to open up to people because that is a skill that is not taught but learned. I've said that before and I stress that in terms of just positive thinking. It's a practice too. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen all the time. You're definitely still going to have negative thoughts, but what's important is that you continuously and actively choose to think on the brighter side of things. One example for myself personally is the fact that I started my first job outside of Rutgers and it wasn't the best job ever. So backstory, I graduated with biomedical engineering from Rutgers University and I got my first job and it was nothing in the field of engineering at all. And I was already discouraged about that, right? And then to make matters worse, I was basically making the same amount that someone who works at a restaurant. So I, again, didn't feel good about that, especially because the first two years of college, I was struggling in terms of grades and just keeping my grades up. So I felt that regret in the back of my head that I should have done better in school because I would have gotten much better opportunities with a better GPA or more internships. And I instead chose to work over the weekends and sacrifice my studying time. So I didn't really have that much time to study and therefore my grades were affected. So when I started this job, I was really beating myself up. I was negative. I felt like I wasn't going to go anywhere in life. And I'm sure even now for people listening, you know, two and a half years after we've graduated or people who are still in college sometimes feel stuck and feel like right now they're stuck in this position where life's not going to get any better and there's not going to be any better opportunities for you to grow in your career and just overall success in life. And it really didn't help when my manager was basically a horrible micromanager and always gave me feedback that was negative. And yes, negative feedback is good, of course. You always need somebody to catch your mistakes and tell you what you're doing wrong so you can just be a better employee, a better worker, and that's important too. But it was to the point where basically everything was wrong to my manager and I'll never forget it because for a good two or three months of the almost year, I basically barely just made the year. I was crying basically every single day. And that's crazy to me because I was thinking so negatively. I was like, after all the four years of struggling and engineering and basically getting a quality assurance job, working on documentation, it's nothing related to my major. I'm never going to get anywhere. And this pay is trash. I'm not making enough money. My manager is horrible. I'm not happy at this job. I'm stuck and I'm never going to get anywhere else after this that's going to take me for engineering. Now, there's a lot wrong with how I was thinking at the time, but I was rightfully feeling that way, especially because of how I was treated in the workforce. And I feel like that's something important to talk about maybe in a future episode. But 
I could have seen it in so many different directions. At first, I looked at it positively, like even though this is a low-paying job and not related to engineering, it'll be the first step in the door for me to start my career. And I didn't really realize it was something positive, like a blessing in disguise, until honestly recently. When I started my new job, I was focused more with data analysis and visualization and big data. And although big data is not really related to documentation for quality assurance, I still learned a lot on one, how to speak professionally to people through emails, two, how to have trackers of my tasks to do every day, and three, just to be more organized. That job taught me a lot on organization and timely manners and just meeting deadlines on time. And that was something that I basically have carried throughout the next two jobs after. And I'm grateful for that. Although it was horrible, it was hell, and every day was mentally draining for me, I can definitely gather a few positive things that I got out of that job, even though it was miserable. And honestly, the worst time and part of that job was when my family went to Europe and I asked my boss if I could go and she basically said, you can go, but you're not going to get paid. And although I got that because, you know, I had a set number of vacation days, she made it a living hell for me. And I think looking back at it because of the negativity that happened from those conversations, I didn't go with my family to Europe. Literally, Europe is my dream vacation. And I was heartbroken, especially because my parents were away and my siblings were away for two whole weeks. I was missing out on such a great experience. And that is probably one of the biggest regrets in my life. And that is letting someone's negative annotations and negative conversations with me basically prevent me from having an experience of a lifetime. I cannot stress that enough. Do not let someone's negative thoughts, negative comments, anything negative get in the way of things that you want to accomplish and things you want to experience. It took me a really long time to be able to understand that experiences are so much more valuable than missing out on two weeks of pay. And I understand sometimes you have bills to pay and I'm not saying take every vacation that's possible, but that was an occasion where I really had the choice. And also on top of that, I was working, but I was still living at home. So I was miserable and complaining about not making enough. And yet I was at home and Again, it's something that I regret because for the first year of life after college, I barely saved the cent. I spent it on drinking. I spent it on going to the bars. And I regret that so much because I literally could have saved so much and I could have even paid for a good portion of my loans. But lo and behold, I'm thinking on the bright side and I know my best friends listening to this are going to cringe because they're going to be like, oh my God, of course, Feline is looking on the bright side. Because although I didn't save money that first year, I learned my lesson. I realized that it's important to save and it's important to invest in things. And now here am I now and saving as much as possible and really investing in stocks. And I'm watching a really good flow of passive income. And I think that's awesome. 
And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't experience a horrible job life and just understanding that it's not always about money. So that also applies to just how I viewed everyone around me. And it's weird because I can't really pinpoint where my type of thinking changed. Again, I used to be super judgmental. I literally would think negatively about everything. And even sometimes I'm like thinking, why am I even thinking this? It's not that important to be judging someone over that. And I feel like that just happens with revolving yourself around negative people. When I started having a different group of friends and just a different environment of people that honestly were more welcoming and weren't as judgmental as people I have previously been close with and hanging around a lot more, it definitely changed my view on people. I've changed from judging someone all the time to basically saying, you know, everyone's human. We all have our pros and cons. And I think that really changed my life because I was able to put myself in other people's shoes at all times. Like, for example, if someone had brought up something to me that they were upset about and basically were like, you know, this is just an example, like the friends I was talking about earlier. If you have one friend that didn't understand why they weren't invited to something adventurous and you were trying to explain, well, you know, you wouldn't like that thing if I actually invited you, you would say no. And I know you because of that. I try to put myself in other people's shoes because it helps me not be as negative, especially in conversations. When I put myself in their shoes, I think about it too. If I was in that situation, I also would be mad. And this applies as well to relationships. I like to think about that too. If the roles were reversed, would you also feel the same way? And I think that has helped me a lot in terms of handling situations and arguments with other people. But again, the bright side of things, I wouldn't have known to start doing that until I realized that I was judging people. So it's almost like you have to experience something bad to realize that you got to look on the bright side of things. And I feel like it's always that yin-yang thing where you have to go through bad days to get to the good, go through good days to know what's bad. And I truly believe in that too. I mean, you don't know if something's good for you until... For example, something bad has happened or you don't know that something has blessings until later on when you're already past that speed bump. So, you know, if something bad is coming your way, if you're experiencing difficulties, I think the best thing to do is continue to tell yourself, this is temporary, this is just a bump in the road, this is just something I have to get over to get to my goals. I think having that mindset really helps to make every day worth it and every day valuable for you to keep fighting for the things that you want to accomplish in life. And negative thoughts can come from a whole type of different things. Me, I definitely am one of those who basically blame themselves when something bad happens. And that's definitely not a good characteristic in terms of trying to think positively and just 
moving forward. And I feel like a lot of that is really just what you're telling yourself. And you almost want to create random scenarios. Like, for example, if someone canceled on me, I would get upset that, you know, they don't want to hang out with me. But it's literally not that. It's just, you know, plans didn't fall through. So kind of just take it as it is. But don't add additional thinking to events that have happened because sometimes it's just it just is what it is. Another type of negative thinking is basically having a whole list of things that happened today, for example, and you can only think about the bad ones. Now, this also happens in a lot of thinking with friendships and relationships. If you continue to focus on what has negatively happened in past events, it's not going to help you move forward. I think a lot of troubled relationships where there is a lot involved in the past if one dwells on that too much, it kind of hinders the ability of the relationship to progress and it gets stuck there. So it's about letting go and basically retrusting and building the trust between yourselves and the relationship. But you have to be open to that. You can't keep dwelling on the negative to move forward because when things like that happen, Every argument that happens in the future just goes back to that one situation and it's exhausting to keep bringing that up. The worst part about that is if it's something that happened ages ago. So you definitely don't want to keep carrying that on your shoulder. Just let it go. Slide it off the shoulder. You don't need to be thinking about it anymore because you can't change the past. It's already happened, but you can control how things are in the future. And on top of just being around positive people, I would definitely try to be more open to humor. If you want to keep positive, especially when life gets hard, try to look for humor in everyday things. And I know it's hard to do sometimes, but if you're ever having a hard day, just turn on a funny show or something. Watch something funny on YouTube and you'll realize that you were really just drowning yourself in negative thoughts and just making you feel tired, exhausted, and not wanting to do anything. And I guess the final thing that I try to do to be more positive is just to immediately find the silver lining in things when things feel like they're going bad. And I find that a little hard at first when I was at least just realizing that I was thinking too negatively. But as soon as something bad happens, I try to list out, you know, although this is happening, something good could come out of it. Even something general like that, it really has helped me just think positively about things. And I think it's definitely reflected on the people around me that I've had a different change in attitude and behavior, and I'm not as negative as I used to be. So yeah, and that's it. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and really learned a lot about friend groups and how to stay positive and just overall, again, looking at life in just better ways than the negative side behind it. So yeah, if you guys have any questions or concerns, please feel free to DM me at Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. My Instagram and TikTok are Feeling Feline Podcast, and my Twitter is Feeling Feline. And since we're on the topic of singing covers, if you guys want to hear me sing, feel free to follow me on Instagram at at Feline's Covers. 
I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear support. And if you guys want to be on my podcast and want to talk about something special, please let me know. I'd be happy to have you on my podcast and talk about everything that's going on in our 20s. Well, thanks again for listening. Till next time. Bye.